Welcome everyone to Jumble Dreams podcast, Let's Talk Dreams. Have you ever wanted to make a difference but did not know where to begin? Have you ever wanted to volunteer but you were nervous? Well, this is the place for you. Let's Talk Dreams is all about sharing stories of those making a difference in our communities, nations, and world. This is a project started because Jumble Dreams wants you to know that no matter who you are, you can make a change. Today, we are launching season two, episode one, and it'll just be me today. And I, Sydney Floyd, the founder and executive director of Jumble Dreams, wanted to come on here and talk about my experience going abroad and serving in Brazil for the first time. I had never, ever been out of the country before the first week of March. And it was so exciting. It was such an exciting experience and everything was kind of in my way. Um, I, It was a miracle that I was even on the boat to go on the trip. And um, I'm so thankful that everything worked out last minute. Um, so today I just wanted to come on and kind of share my story of how I went from uh, having my own nonprofit to deciding I wanted to start going on mission trips across the world. So as most of you know, I've had Jumble Dreams for almost five years now, and it has been the highlight of my life. Um, I really, really, really love Jumble Dreams, and I love the opportunities we've had in the communities across the country. Um, and we have helped other communities um, in Uganda, Nicaragua, um, and so that was really exciting to do, but I had never personally been out of the country to go and do these things. And I wanted to, and I have longed to for super, for a super long time. In October of 2022, um, one of my professors at my university, Belmont in Nashville, um, had, gave us the opportunity um, to go to Brazil with an organization called Justice and Mercy International. Um, I was really nervous at first, and I made my best friend Emerson go to the meeting with me just to learn more. We just wanted to learn more and kind of see if this was a fit for us. Well, after Dr. Barton showed us videos and videos of, um, and he shared his experiment, experience, um, we just fell in love, and we just knew we had to go. So um, a couple months later, um, we Christmas break rolls around, and I have some family issues and some hospitalization. So I did not get my passport and it rolls around January. We're supposed to be leaving the 1st of March and I still don't have my passport. Um, so I'm very thankful for my best friend who rushed me to the courthouse and we were able to get my passport expedited. They came in the week before we were supposed to leave. So almost didn't get to go on the trip because I didn't have my passport. Um, and then the night before we left, before we left, the electric went out because we had a really, really bad windstorm. And so we were packing in the dark. Um, none of our phones were charged. Nothing was ready to go for the airport the next morning. We luckily found one gas station with gas in it. So my mom could fill up her car to take me and my best friend um, to the airport. And then our flight kept getting delayed because of it. And so we had an opportunity um, to kind of get a little bit of sleep, but then the electric was out. So it was just a huge mess trying to get ready um, and finish packing and making sure we had everything for Brazil. Luckily we did, and we made it to the airport on time um, and we were able to get on the plane um, to go to Miami and then Miami to Brazil. 
um, we ended up landing in Brazil around two in the morning. It was really, really um, late. Um, and then we took a bus to the marina and we got on our boat. And we were welcomed with open arms with the Justice and Mercy Amazon um, staff. They were really great. Um, the JMA staff um, really took care of us the whole time that we were there. Um, and we did end up getting a stomach bug while we were there. Um, and we had the sweetest um, nurse on board. Her name was Elena. And she totally changed my life for the better. And I got to watch her um, run the clinics in the villages that we were in. And she just cried with every one of the, every one of her patients and was there for them and just listened to their stories. And a lot of times when you go out and help people, or you think you're helping people, they actually help you more than you help them. And just learning all of the stories um, of the villagers and what they have gone through, but how they are so, so positive about everything was just so empowering. Um, we went down the Amazon River. Um, we had no service for most of the week. It was a really great time to unplug and just be um, with the, you know, just with your heart and with your soul and with um, the Lord. I am a believer. And so it was really nice just to be with the Lord and learn all that God is doing beyond um, the United States. And we were on this boat and we went to two different villages and one village we stayed for two days and the other village we stayed for one day. And in these villages, um, the pastors there, they had been praying for us for over two years to arrive. And so when we arrived, when we arrived, we were welcomed with open arms. Everyone was hugging on us and loving on us. And the kids were so excited to play soccer and color and make crafts with us. And they would follow us around the villages even after it was our time to go. And they didn't want to leave us. And so that is why we ended up staying an extra day in that one village um, was to keep playing with the kids and to keep giving opportunities. My experience personally um, was incredible. Um, you have three kind of four different options when you go into these villages. You can do a medical and dental clinic, so you can volunteer there. And my best friend and I, Emerson, we did that our very first day. We loved it. We got to take vital signs um, and triage patients. Um, and so if you don't know what triage means, it's like um, putting them together, all the patients together and um, making sure who needs to be seen first, who has the most severe illness or severe injuries um, is seen first and then triage from there, um, you know, kind of listing them in the order of importance based on their illnesses. So we got to do that our very first day there, which was really exciting because Emerson and I both want to go into the medical field. So it was really exciting to see um, the healthcare system there. And there is not really a healthcare system there. Um, they have... Um, one shipment of medication and for the whole year. Um, and so when we went into their pharmacy, it was bare, they had nothing. Um, so they were really, really grateful that we were there and that um, they had the opportunity to sit down and take a break. The nurses, um, they were very exhausted, very tired, and they were just praising us and thanking us for being there and giving them the opportunity to sit down, but yet giving them the opportunity to actually help more people. The line was constantly out of the door. So many people wanted help. They had the medical clinic and then they also had the dental clinic. 
um, and people were just getting their teeth pulled um, because of cavities, but a lot of them were doing it, doing it without anesthetics and without um, any medication at all, and they were just taking it, and I know I would not want to be that way. Um, I prefer the medication. I've had cavities and stuff before, and the medications really helped me, so that was a new experience uh, for me was just seeing how brave they were and how willing they were to take the pain. But that, you know, temporary pain is helping them through a lifetime of pain or a couple of years of pain that they've had. Um, so that was really interesting for me. Um, the hospitals um, or their hospital medical center um, was very bare. Um, they did have two rooms with air conditioning. So people could, you know, cool off if it was heat. But other than that, there was no air conditioning. So it was a lot of dry heat in there. Um, and if you know, if you're sick, a lot of times heat does not help you. It makes it worse. Um, so we did see a lot of that as well. And heat exhaustion was a really big thing. Um, hypertension was a big thing. Um, so high blood pressure was a really big thing. Um, diabetes was a really big thing. Um, so you just see a lot of common issues that in America, yeah, there are common issues here as well, but we do have medications to treat them. They don't have those medications or they don't have access to those medications. So a lot of times um, when that they don't have that access, their conditions get worse and worse and worse. And so that was a really, really hard thing to see and a hard thing to watch um, was the same people and the same thing happening to every single person that walked into our um, room and there's nothing you could do about it because if you give them medication now they're going to run out and so it's like a temporary fix for a long-term problem then another option was vbs with the kids so vacation bible school with the kids um, i personally did not do this um, i went to it and i kind of saw it um, but i did not do this because i was more interested in the home visits so home visits, um, we would go around to just, and we would just talk to people. Um, they would welcome us in their home and they would tell us um, their life stories and how they got to the village. Um, a lot of them weren't originally from the village, how they got to the village, um, how we can pray for them, um, what are some hardships they're going through. Um, and we talked about their family and we had to meet a lot of really cool people um, who just had the biggest hearts and they would hug me and they would thank me for being there. And it was just, I just learned so much from them and how grateful they were for the smallest things. And I just did not expect um, for my life to be changed like that um, just by talking to people. And I know a lot of you listening know who um, I am and know that I'm a big talker. So that was a really big deal for me was just to get to learn more of their stories. And we did have translators that followed us, so they would translate everything for us. And the Brazilians, um, <laughs> they knew that there's a language barrier, but at the same time, they would just keep talking to us anyway, even if there wasn't a translator around. They just really wanted to connect with us and just learn from us, and we wanted to learn from them. It was like, it was a definitely a really cool experience. And by the end of it, some of the kids had learned some English and um, some of the kids were screaming, you are beautiful every time you walked around. And we taught them their numbers in English and they taught us numbers in Portuguese. And so that was really, really a sweet thing. Um, but the you are beautiful was so sweet and they would scream it anytime they saw us. They were like, 
you are beautiful, you are beautiful. And I just took that with me because we take um, body image and everything so um, for granted and we all are beautiful and we all have this um, beautifulness about our personalities and our bodies and our image. And they just, they thought we were all really beautiful. And it was just so powerful how they, how the kids were just so happy to see us and the families were so happy to see us and they just wanted to learn from us and they wanted us just to be there, just to talk to them. And that was really cool. I ended up doing the home visits all three days I was there um, in Brazil. I ended up being there for seven days, but we were only in the villages for three days. Um, and I did them the whole three days and I just had the best time and I had to meet one lady who had um, pet parrots and she let me hold her parrot. Um, so if you've seen that picture on our social media, I did get to hold a parrot for the first time, which was really cool. Um, I really enjoyed that. I am an animal lover, so I thought that was really cool. I got to see a sloth um, outside of a zoo for the first time, just in the wild. And sloths are my favorite animal, so that was amazing. Um, we went um, caiman hunting, um, so that caiman is like a small alligator. Um, we did that at night, which was really awesome. Um, we had a really great tour guide. His name was Milton, and Milton taught us everything about the Amazon, um, from the type of wildlife that was there to the type of plants and um, environmental aspects of the Amazon, which was really awesome. Um, and then we got to see um, the meeting of the waters. Um, so there's two rivers that make up the Amazon River. Um, and when they meet, they actually don't mix. Um, and so we we took a boat out there, um, one of the speed boats out there, and we got to see um, the meeting of the waters. And when you put your hand in the water, um, there's actually a really big temperature difference between the two rivers. So that's also really cool. Um, aspect that we got to see. Um, we did swim with dolphins, which was also amazing. Um, we went fishing. Um, we got to see turtles. Um, so it was just overall a really cool experience. Um, but there are two things that I took away from the whole trip. One is there's a need everywhere. Um, well, I guess three things I took away from this trip. One, there's a need everywhere. There's a need here in America. There's a need in Brazil. There's a need in Europe. There's a need in Asia. There's a need everywhere you go. And no matter what happens, um, there will always be a need. Um, but the most important thing is just to lead with your heart and just be there and be present when you are volunteering because these people need you and these people matter and these people look forward to seeing you. So if you ever come volunteer, no matter where at in the world, just be present in the moment and just be there um, and be able to lead with your heart. And um, I know a lot of things can get in the way and a lot of life things happen and you might want to volunteer, but you just feel like life is too much right now. And I completely understand. Um, if you've read a little bit of our story, we've had cancer hit my family. We've had multiple hospitalizations. I just broke my leg. <laughs> Um, I started college, graduated high school, I got into car wrecks, like a lot has happened in the past year. But the thing that brought me the most peace was being present and being um, there in Brazil and just loving on the people and then loving on me. Um, they had no idea what I was going through in my life, but 
they knew that I needed some loving and that I needed, you know, them. And they knew, they didn't know my story. They, they didn't know who I was. Um, so that was really powerful. Two is you never know who's watching you. Um, there's always someone in the shadows watching you and um, learning from you and wanting to um, grow with you and inspire. And they're inspired by you and you just never know. Um, the whole time I was in Brazil, there was a little boy named Vinny. And Vinny followed me around the whole village. He would hold my hand. He went to every house visit with me. He did not want to go to VBS with the kids. He was too shy, but he trusted me and he trusted, um, he just trusted. And we live in a world of where trust is really hard and finding people um, who care about you and who know that you matter is really hard. And Benny trusted me and he, just held my hand and was always there. And the next day when we were in the village, he found me again. He went through the whole village and found me again and held my hand. And um, he would always try and talk to me and I would teach him things in English, like pet words, so like chicken or dog, because we would pass them or house or water or river. And um, he would teach me them in Portuguese and, um, he wouldn't talk to anyone else but me, and it just meant a lot to me that Vinny trusted me, and um, he was just a young boy, and um, I hope Vinny knows that I'm always going to think about him and always going to be there, um, and he's always going to be in my thoughts because he definitely changed my life, um, and all he did was hold my hand and follow me around, so a you know, really, really powerful um, thing is you never know who's watching you, and um, just keep that in mind when you're leading with your heart, leading with your soul is that people are watching and people do want to be a part um, of your goals and of your life um, and be there. And three is just be you. There's so much power in being who you are and who you want to be. Um not everyone's going to like you and that's going to happen. And I've really struggled with that my whole life is because there's been a lot of negative things said and that I'm only doing this for attention and that I'm only doing my nonprofit because I want the attention. And that's just not true. And um, Jumble Dreams is who I am. Like it is my heart and it is my soul. And I pour it out because that is what matters. Like seeing the smile on people's faces is so important and so powerful. And I just wish that half the people could experience the love that I get to experience from all of you guys, from our supporters, from the people we help, from the um, from my mom and from my grandparents and from everybody, just the love that you guys feed into me. Like that is fuel to my soul. And that is fire to my soul. And I hope you get something out of this podcast and listen and know that it is so powerful to be who you are and be strong and loving. And you're not always going to be that way. It's not always going to happen. There are going to be bad days and there are going to be great days. But if you are who you want to be or you try to be who you want to be and you keep going and you keep fighting for who you want to be, you're going to be so much happier and so many people 
are going to follow you and be inspired by you and want to make that change. My fourth thing is, it's never too late to start making a difference. I've heard so many stories of where it's like, well, I'm too old now to make a difference, or I'm too young to make a difference, or I I don't have a, I can't write a million dollar check. I can't do this. That's not it. I mean, there's so many things that you can do right now to make a difference. Just opening the door for somebody makes a difference. And, you know, I went on this mission trip and I'm very, very grateful um, that it changed my life forever. And I'm, I'm for sure going back. Um, but you all, there is a need in your community. There is a need in where you work. There is a need with your friends. They need you to be there for them, just to talk, just to love on them, just to know that they are heard, they are seen, they are not alone. Because so many people feel alone in this world. And we just want to make this world a better place. Um, we see so many bad things in the news. And so many things that just feel out of our control, but it all starts with one person and that one person can be you and it is you. You just have to find it in your soul. And not everyone's going to have the same passion level of making a difference as I do or someone else that you know does. And that's okay. And you might not want to help the homeless like I love to help or anything like that. You might have a passion for helping animals or the mental health crisis in the world. Um, and that's okay. Let me help you find your passion. That is what I'm here for. That's what I want to do. I know I'm only 18 and I have a lot of life to live. Um, and a lot of you listening are older than me and that's totally okay. Um, and I appreciate you listening and coming along with my journey. Um, but just know that you can make a difference too. Like it is never too late to start and let me help you. Like I want to help you find your passion and find your fire and find your soul so bad. Um, I just want you guys to know that you can make a difference. It doesn't have to be a million dollar check. It can be checking in on a friend, checking in on your parents, checking in on a family member, opening the door for a stranger, um, paying for the car behind you in the drive through line. Like it literally can be anything so small um, that can make someone's day. So moral of the story from Brazil um, is that um, take things day by day. And just see how you can help in your community. Um, it doesn't have to be a big difference. It can just be talking to someone. Um, and thank you guys for listening. I'm so excited for the launch of season two of Let's Talk Dreams. And I hope you guys continue to listen and learn more about how you can make a difference in your communities. Bye guys. Thank you for listening.